Welcome back. In 1989, Australia fell in love with a show about a couple of friends working in a cafe in Melbourne. Acropolis Now would become a runaway success, making household names out of its characters Jim, Mimo and Effie. For writer, producer and leading man Nick Giannopoulos, his success didn't end there, creating cult classic and box office hits The Wog Boy and The Kings of Mykonos. But it's been more than a decade since we've seen Steve on the big screen, so... What is Steve up to now? Yes. Well, boys, here he is, Nick Giannopoulos in the building. Let's get straight into it. Steve's driving a taxi. He's lost his mojo. Yes, he has. Well, 10 years, uh, 12 years since we last saw him in Mykonos, mm. dancing the Zorba, doing the Uzo shots with a beautiful Greek girl in his arm. Beautiful. Cut to 12 years later. He's single. The Greek girl's long gone. <laughs> driving a taxi. And he's had a fallout with his best friend, Frank, played by Vince Colosimo. And they haven't spoken for eight years. Oh. Great start. Great That's what start. a start. <laughs> there must have been a lot of interest for you to come back and do this again over the years. Why now? Why now, why is now important? Larry, anywhere I'd go, they'd, uh, fans would stop me and say, when are you doing another film? When are you doing another film? Mate, I think I just made the film so they could stop asking me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, look, the, the film has so, so many fans, so many fans over the years. And uh, I guess there was, a, there was a part of them and a part of me that wanted to see a conclusion to it, you know? Because mm. there were a lot, you know, a lot of things left unsaid and undone in Steve's life. Sure. And look, um, thought about it for a while, came up with what I think is a, a good way into it, and the reaction so far has been amazing. Yeah. yeah. We're seeing the, the Sushi Mango Boys. Yes. They? <laughs> they're a big part of this movie. Who and are, they're very, who very are funny. hilarious. Comedy now. has changed in, in that time. Did you have to write this movie for a modern day audience, or did you stick to what you knew works and, and what your audience loves from you? No, I haven't changed. I've been uh, yeah. the same since 1987 when I wrote Wogs Out of Work. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I pretty much am still writing and, and, and talking about stuff involving my upbringing in this country, how I got called a Wog as a kid, mm -hmm. and uh, in the case of Steve, how he survives through that. My humour is very much about uh, the community I grew up in and the characters are based on that community. And most importantly, it's very Australian, yeah. uniquely Australian. Yeah. And this film um, is very special for me because my dad sadly passed away just before we started filming and I've dedicated this film to him. And uh, we have so much uh, that we owe our parents, grandparents and great-grandparents who came to this country because by coming here, they've allowed me to have the life that I have. Yeah. They came here to give us a better life. And Family and all those themes are very much a part of Wog Boys Forever, which is why I think a lot of the people who've seen it are yeah. saying this one's got a lot of heart and depth and laughs to it. We've got to talk about Acropolis now because next month that's 30 years ago. And, and we were really? Yeah, and we were hanging out a little bit back in the day. And you, it, Longer I, than 30 I, years, Larry, I hate to yeah. tell you. <laughs> well, I just want to say, like, you guys were... You were rock stars. You were superstars with that show. What did that show mean to you? Well, there was no streaming, mate. There was nothing except... No, that, uh, there right. was, it was just, um, Yeah, we had three million viewers a week. Yes. It was extraordinary, as you, as you would know. You were doing the main event at the, at the time, and we, we'd be regular guests on your show. It was extraordinary. Uh, I'm so lucky to have been part of that, uh, part of Channel 7's history and Australian comedy history, because something incredible happened. With the rise of the first Melbourne Comedy Festival in 87, mm. all this amazing talent came out of everywhere. You had uh, the Fast Forward crew, you had the Comedy Company crew, you had the D-Generation crew. So many people just kind of came through the Comedy Festival and somehow found their way on Channel 7. Yes. Mm. And the funny thing about 7 back then was it was in receivership. Yes. There was no one in charge. <laughs> So I reckon it was just the bankers sitting up in the office just stamping everything. <laughs> oh, content, great. Yeah, great, great, great. 
I really think that's what happened because it was just everything just appeared out of nowhere, and it was all great years. Yes. And filming in front of a live audience, yes. you know, at the old Channel Seven Studios in Melbourne, was such an amazing experience that a lot of people don't get anymore. Absolutely. Nick, I just wanted to touch. You just mentioned your dad. Sure. And I just wanted to touch on a story that I heard you tell about your dad. Yes. And your dream to become an actor and what you thought your dad might think of that. And I love the story that you told about oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Look, um, yeah, so I, I started showing some sort of potential uh, at high school uh, when I was a young kid. And my drama school teacher uh, really wanted me to pursue a career in acting. Mm. Now, we grew up on top of a milk bar in Richmond in Melbourne. And uh, I pretty much always thought, you know what, I'm just going to have to take over the milk bar one day. So I was really scared to tell my dad I wanted to be an actor. This is, I was about 14 years old. And, th and, my, and this teacher, without telling me, lived very close by and popped into the milk bar one day. And she said, uh, Leo, I'd just like to talk to you about your son. I think he's got a lot of potential, you know, mm. um, to pursue a career as an actor. And I think it's something he really wants to do. And my dad said, listen, <laughs> when I was his age, I wanted to be an actor too. But my family not have enough money. You know, so I'm very proud. I'm happy that I come to this country and my son can now go to school for nothing and learn how to be an actor. That's why I come to Australia. <laughs> and look at you now, releasing a new movie. And that's why I'm saying it's dedicated to my dad and yeah. all our parents. Uh, and there's so many of us. You know, Australia's a, a country made up of immigrants. Unless you're First Nations people, we all came from somewhere else. Yeah. And Steve makes this comment in the film, you know, unless you're Indigenous in this country, we all came from somewhere else, which means we're all wogs, right? Yeah. 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 And that's the truth of it. Mm. And the people who came to this country came to seek a better life, and thank God they came here, because together, all of us, in my opinion, have built this into the best country in the world, full of opportunity. I sound like a politician. But you, I'm do it, you do a little bit sound like a politician. No, but I'm but very me, sincere here because I, I know, I know. my dad couldn't go to acting school because yes. they were too poor. Yes. And those opportunities weren't there. But the opportunities here, if you want them, are here. What about your dad and the family in the early days of that comedy? Because I know you talk about holding up a mirror to Australians, right? To go, this is how you're talking to us and this is what you think we are. But did your dad and your family think that early comedy was funny? Yes, very much so. They loved Acropolis now. Oh. Um, you know, there's a huge tradition of Greek comedy that goes back thousands of years. In you're fact, right. I think we created theatre and comedy as well. Oh, I'm sorry. There's some behind you right yes, now. Yes, yes. They're just hiding behind the pillars. Oh, there they are. <laughs> and sorry, didn't the Greeks yeah, invent Aristotle, it? right back there. The Greeks invented everything. For Mate, they invented the three-act structure. They invented everything. <laughs> like. We even invented the internet. When you reply to an email, what's the first thing you see on the subject line? Re. Ah. That's a Greek joke. Without Re. you, without yeah, you, we've got nothing. The Greeks at home are laughing their heads off. <laughs> Uh, mate, uh, we did invent everything, but more importantly, we're very proud of our heritage, as all people are. Mm. And yeah. all we... Look, even though I was born here, I never... When I was a kid, I wasn't made to feel like I belonged here. And all my shows, and whether it's Cropolis now or the Wong Boy films have ever been about, is about acceptance. It's about yeah. saying, you know what? Yeah, we don't look the same. We all look different. But the fact of the matter is, um, our parents came here to give us a better life. We've bonded. We are unique. We are the true multicultural nation of this world, and we've shown the world how it can work, you know? Yeah. yeah. Can I th do I think it can be better? Of course I do. Sure. And that's what Wog Boys Forever is about. How Beautiful. do we make it even Beautiful. stronger? Love Good it. to see you, mate. Yeah. Well and said. You can vote for me at... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wog Boy. And isn't it great we've got a Wog PM? <laughs> what about yeah, that? Yeah. Hey, about <laughs> Mind you, I've got a theory that Menzies was a Wog as well, but <laughs> no, that's, a, just a, that's a whole different story. It's just a theory. Menziesopoulos was his real name. Yeah, good, good eyebrows. Wog Boys Forever <laughs> starring this man, Nick Giannopoulos, <laughs> is in cinemas today. Lots of fun. Thank you, mate. In cinemas today, folks, and a great day to go to the movies. Yeah. Let me say. <laughs>